It's February 2022. Welcome to another episode of Muse News, the BCBA's monthly museum sector news podcast. Each month, we recap some of the latest news, happenings, and announcements for museums, galleries, and heritage organizations across BC and beyond. I'm Lorinda, and he's Ryan. Join us as we explore the latest Muse News. Library volunteer program aiming to give immigrants a sense of belonging expands across BC. Library Champions, which began in 2013, is now expanding across the province. Thanks to extra funding from Immigration Canada, the program is now expanding across the province. With libraries in the Okanagan, Kootenays, and Sunshine Coast regions launching sessions this winter, followed by Vancouver Island sessions this spring. The Okanagan Regional Library in Kelowna, B.C. says it started the first Library Champion session on February 3rd with six participants. In weekly two-hour virtual sessions, participants learn about library resources, intercultural communication, and clear speech as they practice outreach via social media and presentations, promoting library services to local communities. Program consultant Judy Johnson says the virtual format works well for people in the interior regions, which are often more isolated and find it more difficult to connect with fellow immigrants. The program helps newcomers gain valuable work experience, she added. Quote, Volunteering is an excellent way to build your presentation and communication skills, to get an understanding of local culture, to meet new people, and to build your network, Johnson told Chris Walker, host of CBC Daybreak South. Thanks, Ryan. The hidden history of gay maritime workers is being brought to light in a project organized by the Maritime Museum of British Columbia. The Victoria-based museum is inviting queer, trans, and two-spirit people connected to BC's maritime history and culture to share their stories in preparation for an upcoming exhibition, Queer at Sea, Tales from the 2SLGBTQ Plus Community, will be held from May 17th to November 5th. Jelena Kutnick, a director of the Maritime Museum, says Queer at Sea is inspired by Hello Sailor, an exhibition about the history of gay seafarers, which was held in Halifax Maritime Museum of the Atlantic in 2011. As a Seacadet officer in the 1980s and 90s, Putnik says she has lived experience with homophobia in the court. The gay community was quite thriving in the Sea Cadets, but it was definitely under the radar and there was just an understood hush-hush, she said. From 1950 to 1992, thousands of LGBTQ personnel across the civic service, including Canadians in the military and RCMP, were grilled by special investigation units, hooked to a polygraph machine, and ultimately discharged from service, deemed a threat to national security. Putnik says she could live more freely only after quitting the Sea Cadets in the early 1990s and working at an ecotourism company where she got to know her current partner. Since her departure, however, she says the Sea Cadets have become increasingly LGBTQ-friendly. The museum's executive director, Brittany Viss, says LGBTQ people with connections to maritime industries and culture could submit their stories in text or do an interview with museum staff and submit photos and other personal artifacts as well. Thanks, Lorinda. Royal BC Museum acquires rare painting from continent's first professional black painter. Royal BC Museum has announced a new acquisition to its collection of more than 10,500 works of art, a painting of the Victoria Harbour made in 1883 by Grafton Tyler Brown. The museum is celebrating its acquisition of entrance to the harbour as part of Black History Month. It was one of Brown's few works while he lived in the city. Brown is widely considered to be the first professional black painter in BC. Quote, as far as we know to date, Grafton was the first black artist to paint and exhibit here in Victoria. And in the province of BC, Royal BC Museum Art and Images curator India Young said, What is interesting about Brown is over the course of his travels, he really shifted his identity. Brown moved to Victoria in 1882 and produced more than 60 landscape paintings and sketches while in BC. His exhibit in Victoria contains 22 paintings, four of which have now been acquired by the Royal BC Museum, 
including entrance to the harbor. Quote, there were other artists who came to Victoria in the 1880s, and we have some other wonderful artists in our collections, but there is something magical about really placing yourself exactly where his painting is and thinking about history, said Young. The painting was acquired from the Uno Langham Gallery in Vancouver, with help from the Elizabeth Rickett Legacy Fund. It's not clear how much was paid for it, but according to local art historians, Brown's works had previously sold for as much as $75,000. The next time you visit the Okanagan Heritage Museum, you may hear something a bit different. Spanish! In celebration of BC Heritage Week, February 2nd through 27th, Mexico City native Maria Garcia will host a Saturday afternoon presentation of her wildly popular Los Torres del Museo, the museum tours, on February 26th, Marcia moved to Canada nearly a decade ago with her Canadian husband, leaving behind a career in education and communications in Mexico. Like many newcomers to Canada, Garcia had difficulty finding work in her desired field and resorted to working jobs outside of her trained profession. In 2020, she moved to Kelowna from Edmonton with her husband, and a timely job opportunity with Kelowna Museums would allow the Mexican cultural lover to return to her passion. Today, visitors to the Okanagan Heritage Museum are likely to be greeted by Maria, the museum services coordinator. As Garcia settled into her new community, she was struck by how many Spanish conversations she overheard, from chats in the street to discussions at the grocery store. So she pitched the Kelowna Museum Society Executive Director, Linda Digby, on offering a tour of the Okanagan Heritage Museum in Spanish. Linda loved the idea, and a new line of programming was born. I love the Okanagan Heritage Museum. This place, the people in this place, make you feel like you belong right away. I didn't feel like I was an outsider, says Maria. And I'm doing things that are more my thing. I have the chance to speak Spanish to people. So to me, these tours are like a personal and professional resurrection. Visitors will learn about geological features, biodiversity, and first nations peoples and early settlers. Conducted entirely in Spanish, the next tour is on Saturday, February 26th from 3 to 4 p.m. at the Okanagan Heritage Museum. Tours by donation and a suggestion of $5 for individuals or $15 for families. Pre-registration is not required. The historic Wing Sang Building, the oldest building in Vancouver's Chinatown, will be the permanent site of the Chinese-Canadian Museum. Quote, Contributions of Chinese-Canadians to this province have been invaluable, Premier John Horgan said. The Chinese-Canadian Museum responds to the community's long-standing desire for a place to share stories of achievement and shine light on injustice. The museum will be an important place for all British Columbians, connecting past to present and future generations. The province is providing $27.5 million to the Chinese-Canadian Museum Society of British Columbia to support the continued planning and operations of the society, as well as the purchase of the historic Wing Tsang Building at 51 East Pender Street. Quote, Museums connect us to the past and present. For years, the Chinese-Canadian communities in BC have been calling on government to share the rich history of Chinese-Canadians, both the challenges and the contributions, said Melanie Mark, Minister of Tourism, Arts, Culture, and Sport. Quote, this new museum is a light in Vancouver's Chinatown and a response to a call to action from our fellow British Columbians who have historically endured poor treatment. It is an important legacy for British Columbians for generations to come. Construction will begin next month on an indigenous carving center located Elgin Heritage Park, also known as the historic Stewart Farm in South Surrey. On Monday, Surrey City Council finalized the contracts for the construction of the pavilion-like structure as a showcase carving venue where the public can come learn and explore the art and history of indigenous carvings. The project was planned in consultation with the Katsi, Kwatlin, and Semiamu First Nations. The municipal government received 400000 in grant funding from Heritage BC, and a 20,000 grant from the Friends of the Surrey Museum and Archives Science to support the construction cost. The South Surrey Carving Centre will be a welcome addition to the cultural offerings we have in Surrey, said Mayor Doug McCallum in a statement. The Carving Centre will be an important space that supports Indigenous cultural practices. 
I am glad that Council has been able to move so quickly on this project, and I would like to thank our partners, Heritage BC, and friends of the Surrey Museum and Archives Society for their generous support. The Carving Centre at Elgin Heritage Park is expected to reach substantial completion in August 2022. The municipal government is also planning a second venue in North Surrey. To stay up to date on breaking Muse news, follow our Twitter at BC Museums ASSN. And if you'd like your Muse news to be shared on this podcast, email the BCMA at bcma.museum.bc.ca. Thank you and good night.